Oh, there's my big breath right now, <laughs> right on the onset. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I guess I have been busy, haven't I? I've been busy preparing this. Hello. <laughs> Do you thrive in change? Do you thrive in change? What if change is slow and logical and you have all the choices? Do you rise to the occasion to that kind of change? <laughs> People often move for different employment opportunities. You know, Don and I, we moved from San Diego when our first son, Joseph, oh, he was about 18 months old. And we knew that we wanted to raise our family around family. So we uprooted and we moved to Oregon. So what happens if you're thrust into change? Many of us were totally distracted through change through COVID. And I shared with you last week how the abrupt change hit our home and, you know, your home, it was hard for many of us. You know, and currently we are experiencing wars in other countries. Our hearts just reach out to the Ukrainian people and all those that are gathering to support them. I want to bring to your attention the Jaira Refugee Project. It's located in Slovakia, and there are churches that changed. They literally changed instantly, and they opened their doors to Ukrainian refugees. For them, the train has not only stopped on the tracks, it's attempting to carry away their country. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. So the Jaira Refugee Project, it's a missionary ministry that myself and my church have been supporting for almost 10 years. You know, I'm going to put a personal stamp upon the heartfelt work of Mark and Valerie Zekin. They are missionaries to Slovakia, and yes, today I'm asking you to join me in giving and sharing and supporting and helping them to support and take care of the refugees in this particular time. Yep, the link is below. <laughs> you are in for a treat today. Welcome. This is Intentional Now Podcast. An engaging workshop discussion. Yep, we've already engaged. We got the stuff on the table here. And our discussion is totally on change, purpose, and redefining what we say yes to. Hello, I am your hostess, Kristen Wombeck. I am a spiritual entrepreneur chasing bold dreams. We're doing the work. We're asking really great questions. And we're getting life done the life that we are meant to live, the life that we know Christ wants us to live. So let's do this, okay? Woohoo! Yes! <laughs> I'm fired up and ready. My goodness, I jumped right in today. Good evening, and how are you 
this evening. I can hear you like, oh, Kristen, I don't know we're ready. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are looking forward to this breath of fresh air, right? Fresh air. I am too. I can just feel it. I have been writing and writing and thinking and grabbing all my resources and notes for, oh, a couple of hours. And we are ready for that fresh breath of air. Okay. So I hear you. I hear you listening because you feel like a train is stopped in front of you. Mm -hmm. I have some good news for you this evening. I have some good news for you this evening. Can you feel it? I have some good news for us this evening. <laughs> I'm fired up. Yes, I have my soapbox underneath my feet. <laughs> oh, did you have a chance to listen to last week's episode? Huge. I just like every week seems to be huge. There's so much for us to accomplish so much, for us to hear so much, for us to learn so many ways for us to connect and bond and just have relationships and community, right? So last week was called Strategy Forward, and I laid a foundation for our discovery series, and I talked about discussion on the redemptive gifts, gave you good, some really good links. And I also highlighted a book list that I'm going to be talking about over the course of this discovery series. I also am inviting you to walk with me on a particular assignment from heaven. Bring your assignment right along because we're going to do the work. We're going to see God move and respond in our assignments together, building community. I also have drum roll. I could find the drum roll that they provide for me in the button. <laughs> but then I'd have to move my notes and move my screen. And no, <laughs> I'm just going to say it's a special announcement, right? And it's also a bonus early release for my patron subscribers. Thank you so much. Intentional Now podcast welcomes next week my guest speaker, Claudia Dixon. She is the author of Yahweh's Heart in Me. Oh, it is just such a dear, dear book. You will love it. Make a note of it on your phone. You don't want to miss this interview. Claudia is known. Are you ready? for having a special heavenly door open when she's ministering and speaking. Yes, so pause the show, make a note on your phone, invite your friends, and we will see you here, Intentional Now Podcast, next week. Yay! And if you are hooked up and follow me on Instagram, all these notifications are just there for you. I've already put the notification for Claudia there on Instagram and Facebook. Yep, I can be found all over social media. Welcome. I look forward to getting to know my listeners. Hello. <laughs> all right. Have you been stopped by a train? I think we've all been stopped by a train, right? Well, it's even worse if you're hurried and you're expected to be somewhere on time. It's like, uh, are ever trains ever blocking 
the intersection in a convenient time. Not. No, no, they're not. And you might even have ice cream. You just went to the grocery store and now you have ice cream or popsicles in the back of your car and there's a train. And if you try to back up or turn around, OMG, right? <laughs> Let me tell you some more stories about um, myself and my family. Don and I used to live near a train well, actually, in most of our houses, homes, we have lived near a train. Yep. Our farm in Aurora was literally 50 yards from the Pacific Northwest line. I kid you not. And before we purchased the farm, I called the train company and asked, how many trains go by a day? 22. That was 20 years ago. 22 trains sailed past our home every day. And I can hear you say, why would you do that? Well, young, it was a lovely 12 acres. But you know what? The positive thing is when you're living behind a switch track, right, you have extreme privacy. Nobody thinks anybody or their dog would live back there. So that was really positive. Our home at that time was built before 1873 when the tracks actually were laid through the Oregon Territory. So when I saw 50 yards, when I said 50 yards, I really meant 50 yards from our front door. We actually, that was our train house. <laughs> so I sure do have some interesting stories to tell you. And yes, I have made a little bit of space to tell you two of them. <laughs> we all need a really good laugh, right? So we had 12 acres and most of the acreage had what you would call a perimeter fence. And we had a few paddocks and everything, but there was nursery stock that was leased on the property. And, and so we didn't have interior fences. So we had an Arabian horse and I had my wonderful Jersey milk cow that I milked by hand. And yep, I was total, um, total little house on the prairie when my kids were young and, um, she was the best prayer partner in the world, that Jersey cow. You know, get up when it's freezing cold in the morning and go milk the cow. Uh-huh. So one day, my husband had left for work. I was in my bathrobe and probably tootling from the living room to the kitchen to get another cup of coffee. And I looked out the dining room window on the driveway, and all I saw was the back end of our horse going up the slant of the driveway. Oh my gosh, and the cow followed behind. So the gate was left open, and they went up the driveway. So I ran out in my slippers in my robe. I ran completely down the driveway up, and all of a sudden you hear this honk, honk, I kid you not honk honk and I just stick my nose up out the driveway towards the tracks and here is our uh, 25 year old purebred Arabian horse mare that you know I have known since she hit the ground and then our Jersey cow and they are running 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 down the center between the center of the two 
switch tracks. And here comes the train, full bore, honk, honk, and they're running. And it's just like the timing, they were closing and closing. And I just went, oh my God, what happens if they turn right in front of the oncoming train into our driveway? They will be, need I say more, they will be toast. And they're running, right? And so at that time, I'm just standing there. I said, God, I could use an angel right now. (laughs) Yep. And they stood there and the train passed. And then they just walked back in through the gate down the driveway. Oh, my goodness. Was that... Yay, angels. Okay. (laughs) I tell you, I have stories. You're going to love this next one. So my son, Joseph was my first bone was in kindergarten and because we lived on a switch track um sometimes there would be a train that was parked there waiting for another one to go by and so it was a rule that the bus driver wouldn't let off a kindergartner or preschool off the bus if they didn't see a parent standing there so every afternoon i would have to leave the house, go up the driveway and stand there and wait for the school bus to drop off my son, Joseph. And so one day there is a train there, parked there, a switch train. And usually the bus driver would see me standing on the other side. She'd wave at me. She'd let Joseph off the bus. And then we'd both stand there, wait for the main train to pass by. He was safe. He was, you know, like 50 100 feet of driveway and land there. So there was plenty of room for him to be safe. We were used to this. And the trains passed by and we came home and everything was hunky-dory. So one day I tootled up at the appropriate time to wait for Joseph and the bus driver to drop him off. And I'm waiting there and there's a train parked there. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm looking and And all of a sudden, I noticed these big, tough guys. And they started to get off one of the freight trains. And they started walking towards me. And I went, huh. And I'm young, female, stay-at-home mom. You get the picture. And all of a sudden, while I'm looking at them, there's three of them. And they're these big, tough guys. One of them was this huge African-American man. And they all have these camouflage clothes on. And they start walking towards me. And I look at them. I'm going, okay. Well, just the weekend before, I had gone with the prison ministries to minister in an all-men's prison. I was the only female there. And so I kind of said to the Lord, I go, well... If I can minister to them in the prison, I can minister to them right here. And they kept walking towards me closer and closer. I'm standing there all by myself. So this big African-American man and his two compadres walking behind were, oh, I don't know, less than hollering distance away and coming towards me. And he's walking super tough and strong and had this deep look and <sighs> fierce look on his face. And he gets closer to me within 10 feet. And, you know, my heart's starting to beat a little bit fast and everything else. And I said, hi. 
how are you? And he kind of grumbled. He grumbled at me. And, you know, my, obviously, uh, my blood pressure probably changed at that point. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I heard Holy Spirit say, ask him what his mama calls him. <laughs> I kid you not. Ask him what his mama calls him. So I did. You know, this big, tough guy just walking by me. And I looked at him. I said, oh, I forgot that part. So I asked him his name first. I asked him his name first. And, well, oh, I, I forgot to write down what his name was. It was something like Tank or snake, or something like that. That was, and that's the point that Holy Spirit whispered in my ear. He goes, ask him what his mama called him. So at that point, when he told me his name, like snake, I asked him, I go, no, 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 excuse me. What did your mama call you? <laughs> his whole countenance just totally changed. And his shoulders dropped, and he goes, Clarence. <laughs> That's what his mama called him, was Clarence. That totally changed the whole time. It disarmed it. And, of course, it just was perfect. So at that point, you know, I ran back to the house. We happened to have Don had just barbecued a, a brisket. We had bananas and loaves of bread. And we gave them. They were Vietnam vets that were displaced, displaced um, from their community. And we're riding the rails. So, you know, I prayed for each one of them and blessed them and gave them food. And then the trains moved. And just at the moment that I was laying hands on them and praying for them, this double rainbow went over us in the sky. So it was wonderful. <laughs> Those are just a couple of my train stories. <laughs> God is there and ever present, right? And he can disarm the biggest, toughest dude in just a heartbeat. <laughs> okay. So literally, the train was about a half a mile. No, it was like 50 feet from my front door. A switch track. Yep. I'd show you a picture, but I don't even think I have a picture. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Do you thrive in change? Like in a situation like that, do you thrive? Do you thrive in change? You know, developing your spiritual perceptions, I talk about that all the time. It allows you to see a picture of God so dynamic and so real that it moves you out of your comfort zone. I was moved in that situation out of my comfort zone and I experienced and it became part of my journey and that produced a fulfillment of what God created me to be, created you to be. God is into transformation. And now the whole earth groans, waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. Groan because change means our change means the earth's change. Yes, God is totally into transformation. Your talent determines what you can do. 
Your motivation determines how much you are willing to do. Your attitude determines how well you'll do it. So I say that again. Good, huh? Your talent determines what you can do. Your motivation determines how much you are willing to do. And your attitude, it determines how well you do it. That's a quote from Lou Holtz, a very famous American football, football coach. Isn't that good? So today's takeaways, obviously, we're identifying trains that have totally stopped us, right? And we're also going to talk about how do we move the trains in our lives. We're going to talk about redemptive gifts. And again, we are keeping open a timeline for personally and for the body of Christ regarding transformation through the eyes of best-selling Christian books. It is going to be so good. It's good already, right? <laughs> All right. Here we are. We're getting there. We're moving along. <sighs> One of the things that I absolutely love is I love the art of weaving principles together in order to produce change. Mm -hmm. Produce change. That's why I am so into change and I'm a change agent and I support people and help people with change. You know, just under the surface of each person, each request, lies change lies a giant paradigm shift and a breaker is made available to us. I will, I heard you, I'll say it again. Just under the surface of each request for change lies a giant paradigm shift and a breaker is made available to us. And there are such things as breaker angels. There are, I have encountered them. And also in Genesis 19, you know, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, it highlights them. So Genesis 19, 1 and 2. Now the two angels arrived in Sodom and we know what they were capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And Lot was sitting at the gateway of the city. And when Lot saw them, he got up to meet them and he bowed his face down and said, my lords, Please turn aside into the house of your servant, wash your feet, and spend the night. Then you can rise early and go on your way. No, they answered. We will spend the night in the square. Each and every one of us have been given divine resources to overcome the challenges we face. Yep, each and every one of us have been given the divine resources to overcome the challenges we face. It's in our DNA. It's like God gave us a download in our spirit of the resources, of the answers. Mm -hmm. So what prompted my subject matter this evening? Mm -hmm. Although you know that I love to talk about change. I love to talk about God. I love to talk about spiritual things. But what prompted it? 
Well, I had a recent meeting with a potential coaching client and I was just so excited to set, spend time with her and, and hear and, and I can just imagine her blossoming and beginning to move in the direction of her goals and desires. She has so much potential. Mm -hmm. We talked, I asked a few questions, and then I put my best listening ears on, like my best listening hat, there it was, so I could hear in the areas that I could really support her. I wanted to hear and listen to be of help, to be of servant. Well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of us have been working from home. I work from home. And writing can be a very solitary ministry. And, you know, through COVID, all of us, you know, we changed and many of us were forced into a type of solitary confinement due to COVID. And those of us were blessed that we were able to actually work from home. Amen. So I'm glad that we see the backside of that awful season. Yep. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So my lunch meeting, it absolutely reminded me of that train that stopped so many of us. This huge locomotive literally blocks you or blocks us. And it makes us, we have two choices, right? We can even sit there and there's nothing we can do about it. Or there's the thought of maybe I can turn around and drive in an unexpected direction. That is, if it's not bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic. And then you're always crammed in and you can't get the guy behind you to move, you know? So what do you do? So this train I'm referring to, you got to guess? Fear. Absolutely. Fear is a train that just blocks us and it just sits there. Fear can distract us into hopelessness. Fear can touch us in our homes, our relationships, and it just sucks the air out of our dreams. Yeah, I know. You hear me, don't you? You totally hear me. It just sucks the air out of the room. So today I'm going to share with you some breakthrough strategies I prepared for my coaching for life, coaching for life. There we go. I prepared them for my coaching for life clients. You heard me smile, didn't you? I went back to say it again. It's good practice for me. Yes. <laughs> so just a reminder, the second semester is getting ready to open. It opens April 1st. So jump on in. You're welcome to join us. It's awesome if I do say so myself. And you haven't missed a thing. No, not at all. The first three months are totally open and available for you. It's wonderful. Do it now. <laughs> so have you heard the acronym for fear? Yeah, most of us have. Uh-huh. What is the acronym for fear? False evidence appearing real. I'll say it again. False evidence appearing real. Uh-huh. I know you've heard that before. So fear is a spirit and fear can be felt. It can be felt spiritually, emotionally, and even physically. 
fear in its original form was meant to warn us and provide safety. The fear of God is honor for his holiness and his righteousness. It was never meant to separate or bring a sense of distance. You know, Jesus abolished that stinking orphan spirit and he stands forever as a conduit for us. And that is a period done deal. It's finished. He is our conduit. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? So today, we're going to apprehend false evidence. Remember, false evidence appearing real. We're going to apprehend false evidence. So the enemy sets up lies. He builds false walls that close us in, and he throws shame and guilt to cover his tracks. So he's not even out front. He says, shame and guilt, you go hang out here and cover my tracks, right? <laughs> shame is felt in the flesh mm -hmm. and guilt is in the spirit. And easily said, we need to clean up our mess so that our own junk doesn't condemn us before him. I'm going to say that again. And I have a wonderful scripture that... <gasps> ministers to me all the time. Shame is felt in the flesh and guilt is in the spirit. Easily said, we need to clean up our mess so that our junk does not condemn us. Mm -hmm. We don't want to feel condemned before him. Hebrews 8, 12. This knowledge of me will never again be based on sin consciousness. My act of mercy extended in Christ as a new covenant has removed every possibility, every possible definition of sin from memory. Revenge, judgment, guilt, condemnation, inferiority, shame, regret, suspicion, etc. It could not be treated lightly at all. They are all enemies of the romance of God. And God is in to the dance. Amen. Yep, I'm sharing from the Mere Study Bible. I love it. I'm going to say that again. <gasps> Hebrews 8, 12. This knowledge of me will never again be based on sin consciousness. My act of mercy extended in Christ as the new covenant. He has removed every possible Definition of sin from memory, gone. Revenge, judgment, guilt, condemnation, inferiority, shame, regret, suspicion, guilt, yep, gone, removed. So, Hebrews 9.9. 9. This is the one that got me years ago. Hebrews 9.9. 9. The tabernacle pattern of that time was an an... an, an I actually practice this. Analogy. 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 At that time was an... Oh, humility comes. <laughs> the tabernacle pattern at that time was an analogy of the hitherto imperfect system. In which the gifts and sacrifices presented failed completely to cleanse the conscience of the worshiper. I will say that again. It's good practice for me. 
the tabernacle pattern of that time was an animal. <sighs> okay. The pattern of the tabernacle, the way that it was built and the way that it was formed and its principles was a hitherto, it was a totally imperfect system. That system which there were gifts and sacrifices and and bloodshed, it totally failed completely to cleanse the consciousness of the worshiper. Mm -hmm. The highlight to all of that is the consciousness of the worshiper. Did you hear that? Our consciousness, our conscience is supposed to be Completely cleansed. That is so good. (laughs) It wasn't that way under the old covenant, but it is that way in the new new covenant that our consciousness is supposed to be completely cleansed. So when guilt and shame rear their ugly heads, it is in defiance of Christ's perfect work and the new covenant he provided. End of story. But how do you feel something that seems intangible? That is why we step beyond the veil to meet a crowned king and encounter his response to our transformation journey. I remind you, I can hear you, you're writing notes. I remind you, episode 38, 40, number eight. They take the entire episode to talk and walk with listeners into the courts of heaven for freedom. The unfinished book, it's filled with activations that bring you freedom. This is bringing you freedom today. Coaching for life. It coaches you for freedom and it gives you a platform to communicate, ask questions, and get the help that God wants you to have. See? Resources, resources, resources. Yep, yep, yep. Heaven. Yeah, you can feel my passion on that, right? (laughs) So, Lord, oh, Lord, that you would bless me. Indeed. Oh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed. And that you would enlarge my territory. And that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. Thank you, Jabez, for crying out that bold prayer. We're going to take hold of it, right? So if you would, walk with me today. Walk with me as you listen. Okay? Imagine with me. Use my imaginations to set an anchor for your imaginations. And Holy Spirit, we just ask you that you open the eyes of our understanding and just fuel our imagination. Imagine a train. Question. Is it a passenger train, a freight train, or a mix of both? Yeah, you're getting it already, aren't you? Isn't God good? <laughs> All right. So a passenger change is going to direct us regarding relationships. Mm-hmm. And a freight train 
its provision burdens, weights, and maybe even measures. Okay, so you better get a piece of paper and it will help you to be able to draw and to doodle. That's how I do it all the time. I draw and journal and doodle and God speaks to me that way, right? So just a reminder, we're going to keep it simple, right? Like crayons, keeping it simple. It's not hard. And just believe what Jesus shows you. Just It's that simple. Just believe what Jesus shows you. God, he's going to move. He's going to make some changes. Mm -hmm. And now that I think about it, <laughs> you ready? Father, I ask for Breaker Angels to accompany this episode. Yes, that is an order of angels, more than enough to cover the needs of the listeners present here today. And God, you take that redemption of your kids so seriously, and we are expanding our territory right now, and I thank you that they are ever-present. Uh-huh. And remember, this is alive in the spirit. You may be listening to it today, or you may be listening to this in two months, no difference. Those angels have their assignment and they are waiting to minister to you and with you and for you. So first, I'm going to address the passenger train. Okay. Imagine with me the faces of the people who are riding on the passenger train. Write their names down. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us, keeping it simple. The gospel is simple. You may repeat after me, or you can just agree with me. <sighs> this is good. Father God, I ask for forgiveness for opening the door of fear, shame, and guilt. Father, forgive me for partnering in the smallest of measure with unforgiveness. Father, I forgive every person who you have identified as riding on my passenger train. I forgive them for their part in hurting me. And causing me pain. And I forgive myself for picking up and carrying that offense. Father, I forgive the unforgivable. And I ask that you would also forgive them. Father, I ask for my forgiveness. Father, I forgive you for what I don't understand. Let's just pause there. Father, I take a moment to feel how it angered you that I was being hurt. That was not your doing. I'm going to say that again. Father, I take a moment to feel how it angered you that I was being hurt and that that was not your doing. 
Okay? Keep engaged. It's getting good. Let's move to the freight train. Imagine with me the cars behind your freight train. Make a note of the different or even the craziest types of cars. Train cars, yep. Just believe Jesus. Mm -hmm. You're making a note? Mm -hmm. I may touch some of them, some of them I may not. Doesn't matter, right? It's simple. The gospel is simple. Okay, ready? <sighs> Father God, I ask for forgiveness for opening the door of fear, shame, and guilt. Father, forgive me for partnering in the smallest of measure with unforgiveness. Father, I ask for forgiveness for dragging around the car filled with mud, sludge, and all matter of worry. Forgive me for taking on burdens that weren't mine there to carry. Nope, they weren't mine to carry. I give you those train cars. Jesus, here you go. And I ask Jesus that you remove them from my track. Father, I ask for forgiveness for partnering with a hand car, causing me to constantly teeter and tartar my energy and my focus. Father, I ask for forgiveness for allowing my water car to go empty. Therefore, I ran out of steam. Prophetically, I see train cars that have resources for you, but they have been blocked and unable to couple together with your engine. Father, I ask for forgiveness for allowing the enemy to distract me from your goodness, your kindness, and your faithfulness. I have been distracted by religion instead of attracted by relationship. I have been distracted by principle instead of mercy and grace. I have been distracted by measure and judgment instead of love. Forgive me. Father, by our confession of forgiveness received and answered in the sacrifice of Christ. I'm going to say that again. Father, by our confession and agreement of our asking for forgiveness and receiving it in the answer from the sacrifice of Christ, we break the chains of fear, guilt, and shame. We disconnect the all the false evidence of fear. We disconnect them, break them, chop them, whatever. We disconnect from all false evidence of fear. We ask the breaker angels to couple our provision to the engine of our lives. We ask the breaker angels to couple and rekindle relationships. We ask the breaker angels to fill our trains with fuel and supply. 
We ask the breaker angels to restore, ignite, and push forward our dreams. We ask the breaker angels to continue to connect us and empower us in relationships with the body of Christ, bringing forth community. We ask the breaker angels to break off the evidence that has tormented our bodies. And Holy Spirit, I release healing now. We ask the breaker angels to minister along with our guardian angels to restore our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our thoughts, and our emotions. Father, we give you praise that you have moved the train that was stopped in front of us. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you adoration and glory. We thank you, Father. I thank you for every person who is listening to this. This is a voice record in heaven. And this is a record on the earth. And we say, in Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> My goodness. Good stuff, huh? Hmm. I can feel it too. I can just sense his presence and I can sense his freedom. I can sense our togetherness on the other side of the veil, spirit to spirit. I can just sense that goodness. I can sense change and the grace for us to adapt within it. I remind you of my dear friends in Slovakia that are ministering to the refugees. The direct link for the information is below in the definition description. <laughs> Thank you. I value you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for walking with me on this journey of transformation together. I appreciate you. I honor you. You have a wonderful rest of your day. I look forward to your comments. I just it would bless me totally if you would like this episode, if you would write a review. Come find me on Instagram, Facebook, social media, TikTok. I'm there. I can be found. I want to know your name and who you are. And I love to receive affirmations and comments. And tell me about the testimonies of what God is doing in your life and how he touched you and healed you. Because we all want to hear that, right? You have an absolutely wonderful blessed day. And hey, you can even send me a comment on what did the breaker angel look like and what did he do? Amen. Oh, that just toots my horn. And of course, I'm going to see you next week. And we have a special guest. Remember, Claudia Dixon. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'll see you then. 
Have a great day. Bye now.